Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. And this is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How's it going? Good. With the kids home, we are no long weekend. It's not. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm I'm like over these long weekends. I feel like they just had one that was four days. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you and had like snow days and all that stuff, right? You had like a five-day weekend, I feel like. Maybe recently. that was why we had one. I can't remember. But yeah, I'm over it. They're like early mm-hmm. release, off, and then weekend, and then off again. I'm like, no, go to school. <laughs> Get out. Out of my face. <laughs> love so, you so much. <laughs> yeah. I love you, but I don't want you. Yeah. <laughs> and for President's Day, too, which is like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry. Just because you said that, I have, I mean, this um, meme that my cousin sent and it is cracking us up because we're totally like, oh no. I don't know if you saw it, but it said 2020. And you know, like the Key and Peel, you know, those two guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's one of them, the like, bigger one not bigger but one's tall and skinny one's like shorter stockier stockier one he's just like staring into space with like tears and sweat coming down his face at the bottom Mm -hmm. of this meme okay 2020 leap year trump versus biden election chiefs beat 49ers in the super bowl world shut down by a pandemic a month later 2024 leap year trump biden election (gasps) year chiefs beat 49ers in the super bowl World shut down by blank a month later. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> listen. So, on a little, I mean, that's like fact based, mm-hmm. but on a non fact based, I just read this thing that was saying astrologically, we are experiencing an energy that the earth has never experienced ever in like all of its existence it's never had the planets and moons and suns align in this way to produce this energy it's never happened it's like an anomaly right now it's happening right now i know that's hokey but like when i heard that though i was like yeah 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 well it makes freaking sense it does <laughs> yeah. make sense for crying out loud it's a bad energy isn't it no, actually, some people were saying that they felt it to be a cleansing energy. Yeah. I think it's based on your sign. I think it's based oh. on like how it affects you personally and like all that kind of stuff. But hmm. so, I mean, yes, there were some people that were like, it's a very heavy energy and like it needs to get out right now. But then other people don't feel that way. So, right. Hmm. Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. I guess we will find out what will happen in the near future. <laughs> in a month. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully it's just like what Y2K was and it's like, meh, nothing. <laughs> right. Hopefully. Although anyway. Election years never go down like that, but yeah. we'll so see. over it. I just want to go hide in a cave somewhere. But anyway. Pause it? Man, yeah. That was a yeah, missed yeah, opportunity. I know. What's wrong with me? Um, speaking of closets, we have two new closet sisters over in our Patreon. So we want to give a big thank you to a Christy C., and Brittany D. Love me another Christy. Yeah. Well, and Brittany, but you know. Yeah. It's not spelled <laughs> the same. Don't worry. No. I did notice, <laughs> but it is spelled the exact way that everyone used to misspell my name. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like they knew One it was a C, different. but mm-hmm. they're like, must be a CH. <laughs> must be Tristy. Yeah. So anyway, 
Well, welcome in, ladies. I yep, also would in. like to um, shout someone out because um, I have a friend. I do. I have other friends. Um, <laughs> I have a friend whose mom listens to us, and she's literally always excited when I see her, like about whatever she just heard or whatever. Like she just like asks me about it and she wants to meet you and all Aww. this fun stuff. And like is super excited that we're going to Crime Con and was like, last time I saw her, which was a couple weeks ago, she was like, oh my gosh, <gasps> next time we're at the baseball, because you're going to go to Crime Con in May when we're on the baseball field because her grandson plays on mine, my kid's team. You mm-hmm. can just show me pictures and tell me all the stories. Oh, <laughs> so anyway, so I just wanted to say, hey Nancy, thanks for being Hi, our Nancy. fan. <laughs> thanks for listening, Nancy, and I'll meet you one day. Yeah, yes, we'll make Maybe that happen. I'll, I'll be up there in what September? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. maybe we'll meet Nancy. Maybe yes. we'll have a clink a glass with Nancy. Yes, for sure. So cool. Anyway, other than that, I don't know. What do you got? Anything else? You got any? Uh... Well, I mean, I have a crime. Bah. <laughs> what did you come here for? Meh, that's what I came here for. Okay, well, then I'm going to give it to you. Okay. This case is a listener's suggestion from Jen C. Oh. Jen is a mom and a fellow wine lover, so she is right up our alley. Yeah, she is. And... I might be wrong about this, but I believe she is also a closet sister of ours over on the Patreon. Oh, okay. Well, thanks yeah. for sending the suggestion in, Jen. Yes. And that's a fun space of our pod. If you guys want to check that out, you should do that. But we appreciate you, Miss Jen, for the case. Um, we are going to a state that I have confirmed already with you that we have never been to before. Oh, right. Yeah. Rhode Island. Yes, yes, Rhode Island. I don't think I don't believe we've been there, and it's so small. <laughs> I'm going to talk about that actually because I found it very interesting. I have actually personally been to Rhode Island. Have you ever been there? I don't think I have. Oh, no. really? That's interesting because it's kind of up around your parts. Yeah, I can't remember a time that I went there, so my guess is that I haven't. <laughs> But. So I went there one time, and I l- was only there for one day. We flew into Providence, mm-hmm. and then we went and we spent the day in Providence, and then we went to Mystic, Connecticut for a wedding. Oh, yes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I knew nothing about Rhode Island, so I decided to read a little bit about it. It is the smallest state in the country, and it mm-hmm. only has five counties. The entire state is 37 miles wide and 48 miles long. I don't think I knew that. So tiny. Yeah. And this is wild. It is the leading jewelry producer in the nation. Really? What makes that? Like, do they have like, I don't know, gemstones or something? (laughs) No, I don't think they have jewels. I think they're, they produce jewelry. So, like, all of the jewels get sent to, like, some big thing that is in some place in Rhode Island. Very interesting. One of our interesting, too. um, Fairly good friends is from Rhode Island. So, I'm actually, I mean, he's not lived there in a long time, but still, like, wow, friend, like, a good friend of ours is, like, from there, and we've still never been there. But anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's tiny. 
Mm. So it's just crazy to me to think about it being 37 miles wide because it's like, that's smaller than Raleigh. <laughs> Like, I feel like the city of Raleigh is bigger than that. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, you could be right. It takes a long time to get from one end of Raleigh to the other, but okay. I'm sure that's traffic related. So we're going to be in a very small town about 15 miles pr- from Providence called Woonsocket. I know that name. You do? Yes. It was giving me Wetumpka vibes. I really I was excited to say it several times. Woonsocket. Why do you know Woonsocket? What do you know about it? I don't it? know. I don't know. I'm wondering if it's near where my friend was from. Although being how small it is, everything's near where my friend's from. That's exactly right. Yes. You can't be too far from anywhere. Um, it has actually a population of 43,000 people, which is pretty big. And it's right on the border of the other New England state that I can't say. Massachusetts. That one. Thank you. <laughs> um, it houses the corporate headquarters of CVS. Oh, that must be why I know it. No, it's not. <laughs> There's a lot going on in Rhode Island. Yes. So I've learned. Okay. So I will go ahead and trigger that this case does involve a child. And I do have to specifically talk about uh, what happened to this okay. child. So. It always seems to ruin my Mondays, but here I am. Um, it is an important case to be told, in my opinion. So that is why I am here. That is why okay. I'm here doing that. Um, right. It's very underreported, and so finding information was tough. So it will be somewhat shorter of an episode. So at least there's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that episode we don't just... have to endure this for that long, you mean? Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it's terribly senseless, and it's honestly scary, like Mm. downright scary. So this is the case of Savannah Smith. I love the name Savannah, by the way. And fun fact, when I was little, I wanted to change my name to Savannah. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And how when you're little, you think like, oh, I wish this was my name or, you know, it was always Savannah for me. Huh. Very cool. So Savannah Haley Smith was born on January 4th, 1998 to parents David and Lisa Smith, and Savannah had a younger sister named Danielle. Savannah's dad was a construction worker, and I believe mom mostly stayed at home with the girls, but wasn't able to totally confirm that. Savannah is described as being energetic and sweet. She loved grilled cheese sandwiches, mac and cheese, rollerblading, and riding her bike. Who doesn't love all of those? I mean, cheese on cheese on wheels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which ruined me, by the way. Like, just thinking about her loving grilled cheese. Yeah. She had long, wavy, blonde hair and very pretty blue eyes. She also loved going to the beach and seemed to always be getting muddy. Muddy? Yes. At the time that our case takes place in 2006, Savannah was eight years old and in second grade at Globe Park School in Woonsocket. Mm, I don't like it. She's too little. She's way too little. Yes, Mm. ma'am. Savannah's family lived in a neighborhood and their house was located in the cul-de-sac of the neighborhood. They had nice neighbors, and all the kids were always outside running around with her, their friends, talking to neighbors, just like your neighborhood, just like my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. 
This was the case on the day of Sunday, May 7th of 2006. Savannah and her sister Danielle were outside playing with their buddies, chatting with neighbors. Parents were in and out. You know, other neighbors were in and out. It was a nice day. One of the neighbors was an older kid, and he drove a really fun red sports car, like a Mm -hmm. convertible. And he was washing it that day. And so all of the neighborhood kids were helping him to like wash it and dry it. Very wholesome. Um, This was 20-year-old Joshua Davis. So he he was older, but he like lived with his parents in this coldest smack. Coldest smack. Oh, my word. (laughs) That may have been the funniest mispronouncing ever. All right. We'll leave it in then. Sorry. We're never going to not call it a coldest mac. No, it's always the coldest mac now. Oh, my. Okay. Well, I'd like to smack some people in this coldest mac. So, yeah. All right. So, Josh was a mover. He lived with his parents and he actually had a girlfriend and a baby, like a new baby that was only like seven months old that I don't think lived with parents. I think lived with girlfriend who did not live with him. How old did you say he was? He, 20. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So Savannah's family was very familiar with Josh's family. They were neighbors and the girlfriend, Josh's girlfriend, was actually the young lady who babysat for Savannah and her younger sisters. Oh, okay. So when they were done washing the car and all that stuff, Josh had offered to put the top down and take them on a quick ride. Like, jump in. I'll take you on a ride. Let's go up to the store and back really quick. Thank you for helping me wash the car. But Savannah's dad said that they were not allowed to go. He didn't okay. want him to do that. I guess, I don't know if it was just the two of them were going and it wasn't something he was comfortable with or if a bunch of them were going, whatever, but he said, no, no big deal. Later that day, Savannah, her younger sister and their cousin decided to walk to a park down the street to play on the playground. And I think that this park was like a close to their school like very very close to their neighborhood so this was something that they did regularly after only being gone a short time like maybe 30 minutes or so savannah's sister and cousin came running home but without savannah Hmm. when savannah's parents asked them where she was the girls told dad that she had left the park with their friend josh in his fun car uh what so josh had pulled up and asked the girls if they wanted to go for a ride and savannah happily jumped in and rode away waving and smiling at her sister and cousin uh josh hold up her dad just said she was not allowed to go in the car with you and Mm -hmm. now you're gonna take her anyway Mm -hmm. no no sir okay see told you you'd want to smack some people Mm -hmm. So, of course, Savannah's parents were immediately alarmed by this because that was sketch. And they called the police and immediately told them that their daughter was missing, that they thought she was with this 20-year-old boy that lived in their neighborhood. After being told what the girls had said happened and who Savannah was last seen with, police immediately went on a search to find Josh Davis and Savannah. Fairly quickly, police were able to find Josh. I don't know where. I don't know if he was back home at this point or what, but they found him and they immediately brought him in for questioning. 
So at first, Josh denied ever having picked Savannah up or seeing her after she helped him wash his car with the other kids. But after a few hours of questioning, Josh finally broke down and agreed to tell police what had happened that afternoon. Oh, no. So here's your trigger warning. Um, He admitted to seeing the girls at the park playing and luring Savannah into his car. He claimed that he then drove her to a secluded area in a nearby town where he engaged her in sexual intercourse and then killed her. What? He then agreed to lead police to where they could find Savannah's body. So he fully confessed, and I'll take you to her. This happened really quickly, didn't it? Because those girls came home right away, said something, and parents called the police because they of the situation Mm -hmm. so this happened real fast very fast yes Mm -hmm. absolutely impulsively it would seem Mm -hmm. in the early morning of may 8th 2007 so like this happened in the evening they brought him in sometime like after midnight ish oh i thought you said 2006 oh i'm sorry i did i did say 2006 it is 2006 not 2007 yeah this is literally like within hours of when she went missing Josh took police to the wooded area near an abandoned mill in Cranston, Rhode Island, which is less than 20 miles from the park. Mm -hmm. There, in an area full of broken glass and, like, debris, police found the nude body of eight-year-old Savannah Smith wrapped in an old carpet. Oh, man. Savannah showed signs of sexual assault. She had an injury to her head and marks around her neck along with multiple scratches, bruises, and defensive wounds. Hmm. Near her body, police found a used condom, which was later to con- confirmed to have traces of Savannah's blood and Josh's semen on it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Josh claimed to police that he had drunk two 12-packs of beer that day and that he was high on cocaine, crack cocaine, I don't know if there's a difference. And that he suffered from mental illness, depression, and suicidal thoughts. And he believes that those things led to his actions against Savannah on that day. And he has a baby. Mm-hmm. Is it a yes. little girl or a boy? I don't know. Okay. Or the baby is never named. Okay. Joshua, Joshua Davis was immediately charged with first degree murder, first degree kidnapping, and molestation. And he was held without bail. Gosh. So Savannah's autopsy showed that she had suffered blunt force trauma to the head and she had brain hemorrhaging. Mm. She had been beaten and was sexually assaulted and raped. Her cause of death was found to be strangulation. The medical examiner, the medical examiner said that most, if not all of her injuries occurred while she was still alive and that she had been killed very shortly after she was kidnapped from the park. Jeez. Everyone was shocked that Josh could have done such an awful, heinous thing and said that he seemed like a nice guy who acted like any other neighbor would, was normal around the kids, never like skeeved anybody out or gave anybody any warning signs of anything. Mm-hmm. Savannah's family and the community was devastated. And everyone immediately rallied around her parents. 
They raised funds to cover Savannah's funeral expenses, and a celebration of life was held for her on May 14th at the park where she had been taken from. Hundreds of people came to show respect for Savannah, including teachers, police officers, and parents of her classmates. Mourners wore butterfly pins with pink and purple ribbons to honor Savannah. Mm. So she had obviously touched a lot of lives right. in the few short years that she was here with them. So after going back and forth about a trial, Josh understood pretty undisputable evidence that was against him. He was the last one seen with Savannah. His semen was found at the scene mixed with her blood. He confessed and he led police to her body. So mm-hmm. there's really no disputing that he was the one who was involved. Mm-hmm. In April of 2008, so this is almost two years after the murder, Josh pleaded guilty to the first degree murder, kidnapping, and molestation, molestation charges. That's almost an impossible word. He was sentenced by a judge in June. So just a few months later. During the sentencing hearing, Josh's defense counsel requested leniency. They claimed that yeah, heck no, heck no. no yeah. They claimed that Josh should be considered for a lesser sentence because he cooperated with police immediately by confessing and he led them to Savannah's body. Uh after hours, not necessarily immediately. I know that was quick, but hours, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. They claimed that Josh was on drugs, alcohol, and mood-stabilizing medication on the day of the murder and that he suffered from mental illness, which was probably all true, Mm -hmm. but you cannot kidnap and brutally assault and murder an eight-year-old for any reason ever. Mm -mm. I do. Well, and also, I'm sitting here thinking, I feel like this was premeditated. Because he asked them to go to the store. I feel like it was in his head already. Mm-hmm. Then. And I thought too, like if the dad had allowed all of the girls to go to the store, would he have done this to all of them? Right. Because he would have had them all in the car. Like he couldn't go and kidnap them all because somebody's going to make some noise. Mm-hmm. But if he had gotten them all willingly in the car and they were in there, then he could have gone somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that's a scary thought. Oof. Exactly. So Josh apologized to the family during his sentencing hearing and told them of his mental illness and his substance abuse struggles and said that he can't imagine the heartache that they are feeling. And no, no, you can't, Mm-mm. actually. Mm-mm. Obviously, the family gave victim impact statements, and Savannah's mom, Lisa, said that they believed that Josh was, quote, the lowest piece of scum that this earth has. I want him to die in prison. I'll never get my baby back. Yeah. Amen, sister. The judge responded, stating that he believed that Josh was a mean, vicious person who could eventually harm other people again. Mm-hmm. Which I agree. I think that he would have hurt the other kids if given the opportunity. Right. Josh was sentenced to the maximum sentences. He received life in prison without the possibility of parole for the first-degree murder, and then two additional life sentences to be served consecutively. Okay. Which means after his life without parole, he has two other life sentences that he has to serve. 
Those were for the kidnapping and molestation charges. As Josh was shackled and led away, the courtroom applauded. Whoa. Mm -hmm. In August of 2011, Josh appealed his sentencing. Josh claimed that at the time he pleaded guilty to the three charges back in 2008, so it was first-degree murder, kidnapping, molestation, he was not aware of the consequences of his guilty plea for the molestation charge. Oh, so he would have said not guilty if he had known what his consequence was going to be? Like, I- This is what he's saying. Okay. He claimed that he was not informed by his legal counsel that pleading guilty to a molestation charge would mean that if he were ever paroled, he would be required to be registered as a sex offender and remain under supervision of the court. Confuses me on so many levels. I'm like, that's common information. Everyone freaking knows that, I feel like. Everyone. Yes. If you rape a child or Mm -hmm. anyone... Anyone, especially a child, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to be a sex offender forever, never, 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 never. So basically what he's, this is a loophole, I think, for him to say I had ineffective counsel and my constitutional rights were violated. And this is how. Okay. okay. So in 2011, when he appealed this, it was denied. But he appealed it again in 2015 and was granted an evidentiary hearing for ineffective counsel and was appointed a new attorney. So that hearing took place in December of 2019, and a judge actually did agree that Josh had ineffective counsel and that his rights had been violated. So the molestation charge was overturned. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Okay. I mean, he's still in jail for the other ones, but... Are they right. retrying him? The fr- no, no, not for molestation. Okay. It, it okay. was just determined he was – it was overturned. He wasn't guilty of it. Okay. The first degree and kidnapping charges remain in effect. And so Josh is still serving life without parole and then another life sentence on top of that, which again makes no sense to me because he's saying, well, I didn't know that if I ever was paroled, I'd have to register as a sex offender, but he was never going to get paroled. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking. So, like, what difference does it make anyway? But maybe he was thinking it would get him um, a totally new trial, like not just for that one charge. 
I don't, maybe, yes, that's actually possible. Okay, that's a good theory, actually, because I'm like, why? What is the point of him doing this? Because if he then, got, if, if they proved um, ineffective counsel for one charge, they'd be like, well, I mean, in some people's heads, it might be like, well, then were they ineffective on all of the rest of them? And that could have been what his plan was. But also, I was thinking, too, a theory that I came up with was that he just doesn't want to be labeled as a child molester. Because he knows he has to spend the rest of his life in prison. And we all know what happens to people in prison whenever they're pedophiles. That's very true. Very true. And so I was thinking he was just trying to save him, his mm-hmm. neck or butt mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So Josh has written several letters from prison that have, I guess, at some point been made public or been turned into police. And he crudely boasts about Savannah's murder. Who's he writing them to? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's family members or friends or like write a prisoner type situation or what. But he basically said things like that he enjoyed his catch. Um, I mean, it's awful. Like, I'm not even going to get into it. So – He also has made several threats against the district attorney's office and Savannah's family. So, like, he has written to, like, solicit people to, like, set fire to the district attorney's office or threaten Savannah's family in some way, which I found this very interesting because I'm researching another case right now kind of like in the background and it's talking about how prisoners now have access to like burner phones Mm -hmm. like they'll pay five thousand dollars for somebody to bring in a burner phone which isn't monitored and they can call their victims or like call the victim's family and harass them and stuff like that because nobody's monitoring it no no one in prison knows that they have these phones. And so it's, like, very important. I think that, like, if somebody is a violent offender in this way, that they're in, like, maximum security where they don't have access to, like, get things like burner phones or that they can just write – like, what did he address a letter to the family and threaten them? It's terrible. Right, Even yeah. Even when they're in prison, it's, like, they're still victimizing people. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, we, we've talked about this before, but like, that's another, in my head, another reason why, why would we allow people to just randomly write them when we don't Mm -hmm. know if they would be the person to provide them with something like that? Yeah. Like how safe is that to do, to like give them such free unmonitored access? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it boggles my mind. God, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. they're still humans and they still mm-hmm. have rights of human beings. So it's a slippery soap, slope and like it is a line. Mm-hmm. But like it's very interesting this case that I'm researching because it's talking a lot about like what are the precautions that prisons could take mm-hmm. to limit this type of stuff and does it infringe on civil liberties and things like that. Because I'm also wondering like, okay, so how does it, how do they get it? Is it? sent to them like mailed to them and don't they go through their mail before they give it to them and so okay so not to spoiler the next case that i'm looking oh okay in that case what was happening was so you know how they have commissary Mm -hmm. so the people the vendors 
that brought in the commissary would hide burner phones in like contraband in mm. the commissary boxes. And so, and would say, this is what you need to buy in commissary. Mm. And it would have a little teeny like burner cell phone in it that they would pay like $5,000, $10,000 for. Like buy this specific pack of cigarettes or whatever, right. or, or like this, this box of tampons. Guns. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. So there are ways. That's the thing. Right. And, you know, anyway. Okay. So that's such a sidebar. Josh, mm-hmm. back to Josh and Savannah. So currently Josh is 38 years old and being held in a maximum security prison in Cranston, Rhode Island. Clearly he feels zero remorse mm-hmm. about what mm-hmm. he has done and in my opinion has no soul whatsoever. Okay, this is gross also. I found a post. This came up when I was like researching this on the internet on murderauction.com which is this nutballs website where people bid on murderabilia. I don't get that. Why do we keep finding all of a sudden these random websites like this? Like all of a sudden this other stuff is coming up, like Red Prisoner, Murder, mm-hmm. Murder Auction, whatever. What is it called? Murderauction.com. It's a real thing. I don't get it. I don't get wanting to ever go anywhere near People like this on purpose. You can bid on an envelope that was handwritten by Josh for twenty dollars. Uh, just strange. Does he get the money? I have no. I don't think. I have no idea. I doubt it. Okay, I was just wondering, like, who's auctioning? They like so the somebody who he wrote a letter to posted this and is trying to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, people. Mm-hmm. So this is an absolutely senseless and horrific crime, in my opinion, and it just goes to show you that you can't trust anybody, even your nice neighbor who lets the kids help wash his car. So get in there. Get in those closets, people. Get in there. Jeez, no kidding. scary. Yeah. And that is the case of Savannah Smith. Sweet Savannah. Oh, that poor sweet little girl. She is absolutely the cutest little daggone thing ever. And I tell you what, it, it makes me feel very negative feelings of anger. <laughs> like, well, I know this is like, not healthy to be in this space. <laughs> oh, another example of why like I freak out letting my littlest go r- ride his bike down the street to like knock on a friend's door. Like mm-hmm. he so wants to just, which I've let him a few times, but like just go ride on the other side of the neighborhood and ring a doorbell. And I'm like, I want to text this mom. He's coming mm-hmm. to ring your doorbell. <laughs> so that yes. like somebody knows when coming. 97 seconds. And if he's right. not there, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh gosh, you think you live in this nice, safe neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know. You never know. And it, and like you said, it's like the nice person that lives next door to you that, mm-hmm. you know, you do feel like, you know, mm-hmm. and but- sometimes we, you do get vibes and you do mm-hmm. get, you know, like skeeved out a little bit and you listen, you can, those are instincts that you, you know, can be sensitive to and listen, but like this guy, they did had no idea he had such dark intentions right. and like, you know, 
Yeah. And, then, and I doubt that they even knew he was drunk and high if he even really was because they wouldn't have let their kids be over there playing with him if he was had drinking two 12 packs of beer. I don't I think he's a liar. Like, I don't even know about any of that. It's just like excuses to me. But I had that exact thought, like, how was he not falling over if he drank 24 beers mm-hmm. and was on drugs? Right. cocaine no less not like oh he smoked some marijuana like, right yeah how, how? how is he not pulled over in any of that time like right what? you're in tiny rhode island what else are they doing yeah i think it's a lie <laughs> oh my gosh i think it's a um, lie and he sucks and this whole case sucks everything about it sucks so he does. Everything sucks. I'm I hate sorry the whole that- where it got overturned, and I hate the murder of auction thing, and I don't hate Savannah, and I don't hate her family. They are great. I think they are wonderful people, and mm-hmm. it's just so sad that they lost their daughter in this way to such a terrible person. Mm-hmm. How do, do you know how Jen knew this? Is she from the area, or is she did? She- you know what? I think she used to live in Woonsocket. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure about that. Um, but if you give me one second, I can make Okay, I can yeah. No, I mean, not a big deal. I was just curious because, like, clearly there's yeah. not a whole lot out there about she it. And she used to live – it happened in her old town when she was a young teen. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that it was very scary to everyone. So that's the other thing. So I, we, I touched on it but didn't really delve in. He was her babysitter's boyfriend. Right. So, like, they trusted this babysitter who trusted this boyfriend. Like, he's family adjacent. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff. Like, it's just really scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. Oh, and to know it can happen oh so fast like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know those girls came running right home. Like, hey, Savannah's not with us anymore. Got in the car with that Josh guy. Yeah, I mean, it's like once she was lured to go with him and kidnapped, that it was there was no nothing you could do at that point. Sorry, I, this is just a random other thought, and it's probably inappropriate for me to even say. But if he was that drunk and high, how was he even like able to rape her? Mm. Like, yeah, it's gross. Oh, yeah, gross. I know. Gross. The whole no, thing I don't gross. think he was. I think he was yeah. in his right mind and knew exactly what he was doing. And like, mm-hmm. these are just excuses, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ugh. Despicable. I don't even want to spend another second on this. I can't. Okay. I will not do it anymore. Well, but. I told you it was going to ruin your Monday, so. No I, kidding. I, I don't lie. No, you don't. But but, and I'm, but an important case to cover. Mm-hmm. We're very thankful to be able to be trusted with Savannah's story, although we hate it. It's mm-hmm. real life and head on a swivel, people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Thanks, Jen C., for sending that in. And thank you, Beth, for taking it on, even though I know, I know, you know, you decided to go through with it because I know that you could have very easily been like, oh, shoot, there's only like two articles on this. I can't do it just because of the circumstances. But you did it anyway. You powered through that. I've been trying to wear my big girl pants more when it comes to the hard ones. Mm -hmm. Well, good job. You did it. You did it. Got this one out there. Well, I guess, guys, this is just another reminder that you never know. It's those the people that you are least expecting, and that's what is scary about it all. Mm-hmm. 
Ugh. Well, let us know what you think or not, because I don't really want to discuss this one anymore. We already know. Yeah, what you think. we know. Yeah. We know what you think about it, so no need to. I would be but... interested to know what people think about restricting communications for prisoners of violent acts. I would like to know that. Yeah, because we did get a, um, a note recently because we had discussed why is there a right of prisoner.com and somebody mm-hmm. who had befriended somebody wrote into us saying like they're people too, which we do understand that. And mm-hmm. we do know that people can change, but I agree with you. I do think that there needs to be some sort of restriction on it. Yeah, And, and if so, what does that look like? Right. What does that restriction look like? Like, I just think that's a really interesting topic for those mm-hmm. that are interested in the way our criminal justice system works and that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, not a whole lot more to say on that one. So you just guys, you just need to always remember that the world is scary. People really, really, really suck. And just go hide in your closets. Get in there.